Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you uh, right up until noon. We appreciate you spending some of the uh, that time period here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. I guess i got to refresh my memory here, Trent. Oh, Sean Devaney from Forbes is going to join us. Of course, the NBA playoffs, play-in games begin tonight, and Sean's uh, usually uh, been, well, he's been really good to us over the uh, playoff runs here with Trent and I have been a team together. Uh, he helps us a couple of times during the playoffs. He's covered the league for decades, literally decades, uh, and he will join us. We'll talk about the uh, the games tonight, tomorrow, and uh, take a look uh, at the teams that we know are already in. But if you're one of the NBA fans in the market, and I think there's more than we believe, uh, 10.30, we will talk to Sean Devaney. Then Michael Swain at 11.05 on Iowa State. Do basketball. We'll do football. Did you? I'm sure you had Michael on last week when I was oh, gone. I did. Yep. Did you? Did you try and um, get him to come up with a starting five? Did we went through? Did kind of more the minutes thing. We broke down. Okay, yeah. Of the allotment of 200, who gets what? One of our biggest disagreements is kind of trying to figure out those two guard minutes, and more than anything, the two Big Ten transfers, uh-huh. Brockington from from yep. Penn State and Kelsher. Gabe Kelsher. He had Kelsher up 25 to 28 minutes. And about 10 to 12. I had Brockington at 30, and he had him down more in the 15 to 20 range. I so. think if you compromise, I think it's somewhere Probably. in the middle. Yes, absolutely. But the depth of this roster, that that's the one thing going through that exercise. I know you don't enjoy that exercise as much as I do. Right. There's just something about it. Well, I don't like math. <laughs> well, that's a big part then. Is you go through this roster where everybody feels like they should get minutes for Iowa State, try to do it. It's yeah, not an easy exercise. Otzelberger and uh, and uh, look, it's a good problem to have. Right, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem for the fan base to try and figure out when you go back to. It's going to be different names this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. I'm not saying they're a tournament team. We don't know uh, how they're going to come together. There's a whole bunch of new faces. Going to sell a lot of programs if they still make programs. I don't even know. They do. Yeah, do they yeah. make programs? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you ever buy a program? Oh, not in a long time. I don't think I ever did. No, I used to. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I never buy a program. I used to when I was started going to Iowa games, like in high school and then early More in college. More so for just the souvenir aspect of it, right? right. But I, but yeah. I would print it out the roster beforehand, sure, because I didn't want to spend the two bucks for the program. Yeah, cheap even back then. Don't you wish you had some of those old and programs? Now, yeah, you see some of those, and you see how much oh. they can go well, for. Have you seen what what used tickets are going for? Absolutely, it's crazy. And of course, you know, within the last I don't know five or six years, I dumped all mine oh, no. back into the eighties. And um, I mean, I don't know if I had any worth of crap. I'm sure that some of them were. Right. You know, the value of tickets. Where? How did we get here? <laughs> well, let's continue on this path. That um, the, the maybe not surprises, but yeah, it does. Used Super Bowl tickets. Used Super Bowl tickets. Used Super Bowl ticket. You can find. So we had Cindy and I were at 30, uh, 31, which is Green Bay, New England, Favre Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at, ben, uh, at Roethlisberger versus Warner, Arizona Steelers, which I believe was 43. Okay. And then Super Bowl 50 uh, with Broncos in Carolina. 
And I, I just was killing time one night um, and looked them up online. I was blown. I mean, hundreds of dollars. That's just the collecting industry in general right now. It is Why? blown is up. Why? Because, there's, uh, because they, of the pandemic is a big part. I was going to say, so, is that really part of it? Every time I stop in to see Anders out at the Rookie, the sports card shop yeah. over in Clive, he always says the biggest thing was when people are locked up in their house for months, yeah. looking to kill time, looking to do something. And that was kind of the impetus to get people going and get back into the industry. Mm-hmm. The industry is so different. Did you collect cards at all no. growing up? For me in the 80s, where everything was mass overproduced. It was, all right, you know, these very limited edition, and that really got me out of it. You know, by the time I was in high school, I, you know, these cards are worthless. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you get so excited. I remember one time I got three packs, and each of the packs had a Troy Aikman rookie card. Hit the lottery. Yeah, you think. And what's it worth now? Any idea? I hadn't even I haven't looked in years. But at the time, they were initially fifty bucks. For an eleven year old, that's a lot of money. Right. A couple of years into it, after seeing how mass produced they were, oh. it's worth five bucks. Yeah. And that was the part that bumped me out. The people though of my age that used to be in it are getting back in it. The people in their thirties and forties that have more disposable income getting back into it. But that as a general rule of thumb, it's not the Mickey Mantle card that we've right. heard about for years and, years and years and years right. and Ty Cobb and everything. Mm-hmm. It's these newer cards and the Jordan cards and the Kobe cards and going back to them. And then the special editions that they've made, these one of one, one of 20, one of 100 cards that have made the impact that they do. It's crazy. You, you can go buy a pack of cards right now at the card shop, 20 bucks. There might be a card worth a hundred thousand dollars inside of it. Jesus, that's well, I saw where it Target. Is. I was reading a story. Maybe it's on the plane. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Target shut down. I guess they had a card section, mm-hmm. and they, they and there was brawls. Yes, to absolutely. get cards. Yeah, my Good buddy God. was uh, visiting. Oh, what a month month or two ago, and he stopped at Target both in Ames and in Des Moines when he got here to town. I think to Ankeny because of Minneapolis, it's impossible. It's impossible to get cards at. Target at Walmart at a place like that. So he stopped thinking, well, I get to Iowa in a little more small time here. Right. Said it's the exact same thing. And it, there was people literally hovering around the area waiting for them to stock boxes of sports cards. It's, it's like Thanksgiving morning when this when the doors open for crying out loud. I teach their own. Good look. I, I'm not saying I never did when my son was born. Instead of buying him a present that he'd ruin in a week, mm-hmm. I got him a Ken Griffey autographed baseball. That's a good one. Or Frank Thomas. What else? Did I, um, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Like I told you before many times, I got a handful of rookie cards for the New York shortstop. You made the wrong one. Wrong call. Ray Ordonez. Ray Ordonez, as opposed to Derek Jeter. Oh. <laughs> but, um, you really love glove work, huh? Oh, he was so good, man. He Couldn't he lick? Nope. But boy, could he field his position. Unbelievable. Anyways. So we started to tell you about Michael Swain, and then we got off on this. So Michael Swain will be here on Iowa State at 11.05. What if you collected cards? We'll ask him. Yes. And then Vinny Iyer. Uh, Trent and I um, will catch up with Vinny Iyer, a friend from the Sporting News. Uh, we'll talk about, well, I guess, some of the schedule stuff, some of the well, whatever else is percolating in the NFL. Is After all, seemingly, it is a 365-day-of-the-year topic, the National Football League, and how do they just control the narrative. It's unbelievable. Um, they've done it again. So that's uh, what's coming up on the show. We'll recap yesterday. A busy day in sports. I, I know you don't want to talk about your twins. Mm. Uh, man, Trent. This is the worst team. How is this the worst team in baseball? 
Seriously. There really isn't a real explanation for it. I, it's the goofiness that can happen in the course of baseball. The 0-11 record in the Manfred games, in the either seven innings <laughs> yeah. or the fake extra innings that they play now. Oh, you don't like them anymore. No, no not anymore. <laughs> but in that, they're 0-11. Yeah. E- even if you split, mm-hmm. you just split that, mm-hmm. they got a chance, right? You're within shouting distance of 500. Right. You, yep. You're there and, all right, we've had some injuries. You come up with excuses and you can talk yourself into it on May 18th that, you know, we're really not out of this. <laughs> As they sit, you know, at that point, give them six wins. They're they're nineteen and twenty one. Okay, you're sitting there. Yeah, this you're, is you're in the hunt. This is what we're going to do to get back in. You know what you are. You're the Kansas City Royals who still feel that they're in the hunt. Right. Even after eleven game losing mm-hmm. streak, we'll find a way. That was the that was the thing that wasn't really the way that we are. Instead, they've lost every one of those games, and Colome is a big part of that. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday, but it's not just him. Trent, they're the worst record in baseball. Worse than the Tigers. Worse than the Rockies, who stink. Minnesota Twins, who, I don't know, if you if we were to go, but I'm sure ESPN will put up their, uh, at some point, their their baseball writers, how they forecasted the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a down-to-the-wire race between the two teams we saw in action last night, the White Sox and the Twins. Trent, it is May the, what did you say, the 18th? The 18th. They're out. They have no hope of making it into the playoffs. None. I'm looking right now of the... 37 ESPN people that put out predictions this year. They put them all together in one article. White Sox, 28 people picked them. Mm-hmm. And nine of them picked the Twins. Right. And of the people that picked the White Sox, did they go any further down the division? That was the only ones that okay, they picked. Okay, so just they just picked the division winner. Because yep. I'm guessing that those 20-something all picked the Twins to finish second. Yeah. Yankees in the East got 30 votes. Blue Jays, four. Rays, three. Nobody. Pick the Red Sox. Mm. How about that? Yeah. How about who picked the Giants? Uh, let's go there. Nobody. Well, they, there's you. there's no way, yeah. Because you have three people did take the Padres, though. All right. A little yeah, bit I of a surprise that. there. Yeah. How about the National League Central? How many picked the Cardinals? Uh, the majority. The majority did. Yeah. 23 for the Cards. Brewers were second with 12. Mm-hmm. And one for each Cincinnati. All right, and, so let's do, uh, I'm going to say in the National League, the majority of people in the, there was a lot of Mets love, but I think there was probably more Braves. I'll go Braves, more people, more ESPN guys picked the Bravos over the Mets, but it was really close. It wasn't close. The Braves dominated 25 choices before the year. Mets with seven, Nats with three, and the Phillies with mm. two. Looking back. Yeah. And we're at the court. We are a quarter of the way through baseball. Yes. We're yep. forty games into the season. Yep. So it's no longer. Can we say this? Mm-hmm. We eliminate the word early from any baseball conversations going forward. Yeah, I think we I, can do through the weekend. After we gotta the, get through we, the weekend. Okay. After we get through Memorial Day, is yeah, that the last the first, time? That's the first check. But Memorial yeah. Day's late this year. It is. Yeah. May. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the Iowa Cup schedule and all of minor league baseball. Do you think they missed? It's not a big deal. Um, but they don't play Mondays. Right. But don't you make one exception? Sure. Don't you play on Memorial Day Monday? Especially because the season's wrapped up by Labor Day. Right. So that one's taken away. And yeah. July 4th is a, it's no, it's not a Monday. I don't think it is this year, right? It's late in the week, I think. Well, in order to do that, I mean... Don't play you, Tuesday. Yeah. Take that day off. Right. Have that be the rain or the makeup day. Mm-hmm. Or if you need to get a doubleheader, that's when you're you, going to do I'm, it. Because the, the Iowa Cubs wrap up their homestand on Sunday. I'm assuming if they had their druthers, they would much rather. Mm-hmm. Well, we, can, we can do this on a Monday. Right. I mean, it's, it's 
you know, people are looking for things to do, but there's no minor league baseball. Anyways, we move on. There was minor league baseball at Target Center or Target Field last night, right? There. Uh, so what, what's your what's your take on the home run? Uh, the 3-0 home run? Yeah, not supposed to be swinging. You're up big. Uh, look, as a deal... Um, of the five pitches that pitched last night for the Twins, despite the fact that he gave up the home run, he had the second lowest ERA of any of the Twins pitchers that, t- that told the rubber last night. What does that say? How about this? He has the fifth, fifth best ERA on the team. For the season, yeah. he is fifth yeah. in his third appearance. Uh, that's, uh, he's a catcher. Not a very good one either. No, but it's just, he's not a pitcher. He's he, a catcher. he is not. Right. That shows you just oh how God. bad this season has been for the Twins. The White Sox, on the other hand, mm-hmm. credit to them. Yeah. In a season where they got off to the slow start, they've had all the injuries that have stacked up. I thought that that was going to be a death knell for them. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't know who was going to push them. I thought it was going to be Kansas City for the while. And before the season, I thought it'd be the Twins. And I never believed in the Indians, but Cleveland's played really good baseball. Yeah, pitching well. Still... This White Sox team, they're the class of the division, and you look around the American League, you give yourself a chance, right? Oh, hell yes. We'll see the Yankees this weekend against yeah. them, but stack them up against anybody, I and especially you, right. you get those guys back uh-huh. in September, and you give them two, three, four weeks, where the games where you're up eight, nine, ten games mm-hmm. in the division, mm-hmm. and they don't matter, you're just working yourself into game shape? Look out. Trent, there's a, a, there's an absolute path for the White Sox to win the American League. Yes. And it's, it's not a stretch at all. No. Look, the Yankees are going to be the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Sox are off to a great start. Not sure how they're doing it. I still think the Jays are going to be sneaky. They're going to yeah. get in, I think. And again, I'm a Blue Jays fan, so take that with a grain of salt, what I just said. Um, the American League, you, you can never you can never. The A's are okay. The, A's. the Astros are all right. See, I think it'll be the Astros when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that, that pedigree that they've got. But, but I like the White Sox more than both those teams. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Do. The way they're built yep. and looking at them, what they'll look like more than likely in October. Mm-hmm. And what's Kopech at that point? Oof. You know, how many... How many shots has he got left in the chamber by the time we get to October? That's another part, though. If the Indians take a step back, and I still think their offense is bad. It's just bad. To play at the 700 win clip they have for the last two and a half weeks with that kind of offense, it's just impossible to sustain anything like that. Do you shut them down for a month? Yes. Do you just say... Certainly for a period of time. I'm not sure what the... July, you're you're just not going to pitch. Right. And then we'll ramp you back uh-huh. up down to the minors in, in early August, and then we are ready to go. I think that's the best course of action. Well, he's got limited uh, limited innings in that arm, yes. so I, I'm with you. I think you're going to do that. All right. So last night, pretty special night at uh, uh, at Wrigley Field. That was really I, cool. I thought it was over the top when Elmora came back. You're right. And I said as much. You know, the the hugs mm-hmm. at first base. I get it. It's 2021. Sports are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall seeing that when I was, um, you know, growing up or anything. But last night, it felt okay. So maybe I was wrong about the Almora, and just because it was Lester uh, and it was Schwarber and Schwarber hitting a home run, and uh, the Rizzo wearing Lester's jersey to the ballpark last night was unbelievable. Um, it was it was a pretty cool night on the north, uh, not temperature wise, pretty neat night. 
I don't know what the temperature was um, at, at Wrigley Field last night. Seeing John Lester, um, you know, who had a typical John Lester box score, right? When you look mm-hmm. like his line, that's what we've seen uh, as a Cub um, in, in way, way, not too many, but certainly a number of his starts. So pretty good night uh, at Wrigley Field last night. Contreras goes deep. Hayward goes deep. And don't look now, but the Cubs offense... You know, with a few exceptions, I mean, Hayward's one of them. He had a home run last night mm-hmm. that went the opposite way. Um, they're starting to hit the baseball a little bit. Starting to hit the baseball. I wanted to get your perspective on this. Watching, it. you're right. It was it was a special night. Mm-hmm. It was one of those nights that I'll remember. I'll remember that moment yeah. for a long time, and it's good to have those. And Almora, you know, we're not fans of the team, and when a guy does something like that, that does matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Gene Larkin, special right. place yeah. in my heart. Should too. What number was he? Nineteen? Nah, nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. He was a pinch hitter. I mean, yep. that's basically what he was at his career. But he had the biggest pinch hit Oof. in Twins history. Massive. Same thing with Elmora. He was a great defender. Uh-huh. Couldn't hit a lick, but his speed and defense is why he was there. And he made an important play. He made a play that will will go down in the sure. memories. And because of that, he means more than just when we look at his baseball perspective, oh boy, that's not very good. Right. Because you have those feelings that are kind of attached yeah. to it. And you're right. It was a great night. But on the field, watching Azalea last night, what is he? What's what's the best the ceiling? Best case scenario is on a good team. Doesn't have to be real, but a good playoff team. A three? Uh, three or four. If, Probably a play, a, a play, in a playoff, I, I think he can be a three. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a spot, and we didn't know that going into the season. This was a big year for him. Yes. Uh, and, and I think, at least so far, he's passed the test. You know, Hendricks had a good start over the weekend, and he's been brutal. Right. Um, Davies is meh. Um, Arietta, you know what you're going to get out of him. He's he's going to – I mean, he's pretty solid. Uh, but yes, I I think that there's a spot for him in the rotation, and once they get to the playoffs, all right. So let let's do this. Well, they're not going to the playoffs. No, Trevor Williams. I I don't know how much longer Trevor Williams. A great story. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the fact that his old man follows him around whenever he pitches. Yeah, his dad is a hardcore Cubs fan. Got pictures of little Trevor as a little kid. You know, dressed uh, with with all the gear. Um, so let's. You want to get crazy and say they're a playoff team? All right. Okay. So Alzley has to have a spot, but it's the at the expense. If it's a seven gamer, he's got to make one start. So yes, he's in the he's in the starting rotation. If they are a playoff team, the four guys that you pick right now wouldn't there have to be somebody else that would come along either via trade? Because uh, who don't you trust, Davies? No. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, he he's the one to yeah. bump out. So is it? That veteran that you get, hey, we're really in this, and it's July twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. But are they going to spend money though? Yeah, because they got to look at all the look at all the bills that are coming due. Right, and Bryant, man, Chris Bryant looks like Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. He does, and, yes. and what MVP. a year for Chris Bryant to look like Chris Bryant. Yes, right. Funny how that happens, isn't huh? it? I I think that the, I mean, obviously, there had to have been something there for him because he's a different player this year. How about the fact he left a Twix bar and left? Did you see that? I didn't know. So, um, so last night he's out and left, and he Cubs going back. It's third turn to hit, and he reached into his pocket, and apparently he had a Twix bar in his pocket, and he left it on the field for his buddy, 
the Nationals third baseman, Kyle Schwarber, who takes a couple of bites of the candy bar and proceeds to park one uh, in the <laughs> seats when he comes up to the plate. So that, that was pretty cool. But the, it was really neat that the, some of the fans in the bleachers actually picked up on it and were you know, saw what what Bryant had done mm-hmm. and was waiting for the reaction when Schwarber took his place out in left field. And uh, the video was up on Twitter. It's pretty cool. They were they were ribbing on him a little bit. But And yeah, the reason I probably night. missed that one is because you talked me into it. The Wild weren't playing, and I was into hockey again were you? last night. Which one? Bruins and the Caps? Started there. That was really good. The, the comeback by the Bruins, I, I thought they were cooked. Uh-huh, I did too. And uh, late, and then, of course, the overtime. And what's the guy's name that scored the overtime uh, for 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 the Bruins? I, I don't know. Uh, oh, I'll find it here. But watch that and fill me in. Carolina was full last night. Uh, not 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 quite full. Okay, because I 60, saw a picture. Sixty-two percent or something. Like okay, that. I saw a picture mm-hmm. and it was from the press box. Press box. No, it looked packed. It did. Yep. And I said, "Are they back, Marshawn?" Oh, yeah. Brad Mar, yeah, Brad Marchand, yeah, yeah, yeah. one timer, yes, sixty-three, yeah, he he had a, he was active. We always he's a pest, yes, he's a good player. But I saw that, and I think it was must have been a beat writer or something said, "Are you allowed to no cheering in the press box? But are you le- are allowed to cry? Just seeing, and it was just the fans as the oh, team was coming the out of the ice, people, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. a video of it. Yeah, it was incredible, and I got chills just seeing that, mm-hmm. seeing a full arena. It looked full. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as full as we've seen. In, no, I shouldn't say that because Texas Rangers sold every seat on opening day. Right. But uh, but for that, it was cool. You know what um, my takeaway from last night, and that was a hell of a hockey game, and it didn't take long in overtime, uh, 30 seconds in or whatever it was, 31. Um, Colorado, man. They're really good. Trent, this team. I picked Tampa. I, I think we're headed. I hate to say because I think they've probably got to be both favorites. Well, maybe not Tampa. Uh, I think we're headed for Tampa and Colorado. Mm-hmm. This Colorado team, they're so deep. So deep, so many weapons, so fast. So when they get to the Final Four, mm-hmm. will they reseed it? I don't know the answer. Because no, it, I don't know. No, no. Because it's not East versus West like it normally is, obviously, with the new divisions that they mm-hmm. came up this year. I would guess it would be who had the most points in the regular season is the one. Who had the fourth most will be the well, four. Colorado had the most points in the regular season. They won the President's Trophy. So I would guess that's how they're going to do it, but... Well, we'll look that up and figure it out. I was into it last night. I was into the hockey, and certainly tonight, appointment TV. We got the NBA going on with the Easter Conference. How about the 5.30 start on top of it for the first game? Yeah, Charlotte, Indiana goes right. first, right? And then uh, you get the Wizards against the Celtics mm-hmm. to finish it up. But 9 o'clock, I am locked in. Can you see if I can maybe get a nap this afternoon? Wild Golden night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially playoff hockey. I know. That is, it's fun. But when you got one of those West Coast games, mm-hmm. and it gets to the second overtime, Trent, we, uh, it gets just, to the third. I know. It, it just goes on. And these games have been, with the exception of the Carolina-Nashville game last night, these were all one-goal games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Colorado put it to uh, St. Louis last night. My God, they were good. That's uns- hate to say unstoppable, but they sure looked like it. They're going to have to get past Vegas. Mm-hmm. Or Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Minnesota's got Vegas's number. You know, selfishly, I hope Minnesota goes on a little bit of a run here. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, they're going to have to go up against Colorado in round two, and that might not go well. But the, long, the longer we have a, you know, a, a regional interest, uh, especially with the Iowa Wild in our own backyard, that, that's good to promote the sport of hockey. Here. I have a question that's probably stupid, but again, I don't know much about hockey. Mm-hmm. So the Wild this year basically played two goalies, right? Yeah. And Talbot was great. He's going to start again. Mm-hmm. But 
when you have two good goalies, come playoff type, is it just automatic? You're just going you just with your ride one. the hot hand. You're just going yeah. with your one. Yeah. And what if you lose two straight games, two one? You know, you, you, you might. You might. You, you might. might okay. Play, you, that, that's what guys, I was just. If wondering. it's not a significant drop off, mm-hmm. you, you might. You might give the guy a start. And that's the wild, right? I mean, I think so. Um, boy, Hart Talbot was so good. He was, yeah. And th- this isn't anything that you're going to make a pull after he has no. After give it what it was forty some shots, forty one, I think yeah. he stopped. And they were especially that first period. Ooh. Oh my God, they were buzzing. <laughs> they were. They got outplayed so badly. And you get a win. And they got a win. And that's hockey. Yeah, it is. Ride a hot goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and the other thing with, with um, what's his name? Um, Kakanen. Yeah. Uh, who was here last year. This is really his first go around at this kind of level, right? Um, More of a learning experience. Yeah. Although he's good. He had a really good year. Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't, you, you um, if it if you had to play him, I think that the team would would take the ice with a lot of confidence in the, in their netminder. I, I do. Um, Washington, on the other hand, they're they're playing a third string. They're playing a kid, uh, Craig Anderson, who I think had maybe one start all year long, Jeez. and they were forced to play him due to injuries. Anyways, ten twenty five. We will uh, give you an opportunity to win a thousand dollars. How about that? Uh, just go to kxno.com, but it's time to hit that other home, uh, another home run. Do you have the home run, Trent, from last night? I have the home run. We don't need a pitch clock for Astadio. Oh, he loaded up. Mercedes <laughs> tattoos it to center. It is gone. There you go. A 3 0 swing. And it's 16. Benetti was on that right oh, right away, too, knowing it was a 3-0 swing. And yeah, that's funny because uh, Roy Smalley did not like it. Did you hear his call last night? I was out at this point. Yeah, I don't blame you. It was probably not probably over. It uh-huh. was over at that point. Um, yeah, they were they were none too happy with the way that uh, this unfolded. I don't know. I don't have a problem with no, it. No, it's 15-4 at the time. Right? Yeah. And as somebody pointed out... Um, Mercedes is making league minimum. He's 28 years old. He's got a chance to put up some stats and maybe play for that next contract. And if you hit a home run, so be it. Right. You know? It's uh, it's baseball. It's one of those unwritten rules, though, I guess. Anyways, time for that $1,000 home run. You just heard it. Now go to kxno.com. Uh, and once you get there, the pop-up box will appear. Enter the keyword TRIP. TRIP at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000 Trip at KXNO.com. NBA basketball conversation. Sean Devaney from Forbes. Covered the league for decades. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 1065. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. on the FM dial. We take you up until noon. Sean Devaney from Forbes coming up. Uh, My caller screen is not working. If you could uh, punch Sean onto the air here, that'll uh, solve that problem. And Sean joins us. Sean, good to have you. Uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, how are you? 
I'm doing well, fellas. How are you? Doing well, and we appreciate it, as always, having you on during the playoffs a couple of times, and we're uh, grateful to start here today. I want to start, I'll uh, go back to over the weekend, the Hall of Fame ceremonies, uh, which certainly, uh, you know, with, with Kobe Bryant and Vanessa, etc., there was going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. Tim Duncan apparently was... Uh, uh, I saw a tweet, Sean, that uh, somebody was hoping that, um, you know, once the, once the introductions were over, that Tim Duncan would walk up to the podium, simply say thank you, and go back to his seat, which wouldn't have been crazy, right, uh, knowing uh, no, knowing his personality. Uh, but just your thoughts on the night overall. Yeah, you know, certainly uh, the, the, the best Hall of Fame class that we've had. Uh, you know, Kevin Garnett was, was terrific as well. Um, you, you know, uh, uh, you had... Uh, uh, some people overshadowed a little bit, probably, you know, yeah. Rudy Tom Tomjanovich of all years. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, look, uh, Kobe Bryant getting uh, inducted was always going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his death last year, it became kind of a different thing. But, um, you know, just, uh, just you know, really uh, a very emotional night. Uh, obviously, like you said, Vanessa Bryant giving the speech. Um Michael Jordan being there, it was um, you know it was it was fitting. I thought it was very very well done. Um, if you haven't seen the speeches, they're worth watching. Even Tim Duncan's, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you know I think uh, for, for a class of that magnitude, uh, it was really uh, uh, just really a well done night. Sean, the other thing, the 2021 class has already come out, and with it, seeing and maybe and, and it is my my generation, Chris Webber, mm-hmm. Jalen was finally. Mending fences, finally ending great. their feud. It's something, it just felt like it needed to happen. Guys now into their 40s, and it was just great to see that these guys that are now Hall of Famers together are back to being friends again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, you know, And it's going to be a pretty good class uh, next season. Yeah, you know, the, the Weber Rose thing never made a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. I mean, you know, how long can you carry a grudge uh, like that? <laughs> Uh, but, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, Chris Bosh, uh, you know, an interesting pick, obviously, mm-hmm. because his career was sort of, uh, you know, cut short. But, I mean, man, he made the All-Star team 11 times. you got to remember how good Chris Bosh was. Um, you know, so that's you know, good to see him, uh, you know, get get his due, of course, Paul Pierce. Um, you know, Bill Russell going in as a coach is, is, is interesting. Um, you know, very surprised to see Ben Wallace make it. Uh, but you know, for a few years there, for five years or so there, you guys know, uh, you know, he was the dominant player because it was a defensive league, um, you know, even just 15 years ago. Uh, and, and he was just so dominant defensively. So yeah, you know, uh, an interesting class next year, obviously not on the same caliber, uh, of, of this year's, but it will be worth watching. You know, just uh, real quick on, on Kevin Garnett, uh, you know, reading a, a lot of stuff on him. Of course, you saw him here, uh, just north of us in, in the Twin Cities, uh, when he got off to his start straight out of high school. I, I guess I didn't realize just some of the things that made this guy tick, uh, as, as some of the great ones do, right? They're, they're, they're a different breed and, and Garnett certainly uh, checks a lot of those boxes. He's just a different dude, but boy, what a player! Yeah, and you know, there's there's a lot of guys who you know. When, look, if you interview him and and you see him do do media stuff, he kind of has one persona for that. Uh, but if you talk to guys within the organizations for which he's played, uh, you, you know, younger players, uh, uh, you know, he's just just like a, a huge heart, and 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 really is always reaching out to younger players and and trying to find ways to 
to guide them both in basketball and in life. So, you know, he's got sort of this tough guy, uh, uh, you know, uh, mean face mentality that, 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 that is his public persona. But you talk to people who deal with him uh, behind the scenes, and he's a much different guy, uh, you know, really does care a lot about, uh, uh, about the young players and, and, and guiding as many players as he can. To the here and now, and let's take a look at the play-in round. Let's just start with kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Do you like, there were so many different ideas. This has been bandied about for an incredibly long time, Sean, about having something else. Not just the eight teams getting in, but something to make the bottom of the bracket a little bit more intriguing. Do you like what they came up with here? Nine versus ten, seven versus eight, going that route. Did, Did they do this right? I do. I, you know, I like it. I think it's uh, something that would probably, uh, you know, be good for the league to keep around. I mean, you have 20 teams involved in in, in the playoffs and uh, and fighting for it. Uh, you know, right up until the last day. You know, that's that's good. Anytime you have more teams involved, I think it's better for the sport. Uh, even if it's just a one game playing like we've got. Uh, you know, I'm afraid that that what might happen is you know you'll have the Warriors get eliminated or the Lakers get eliminated. Uh, and, and the league will say, well, you know, we wanted those teams in, so, so we're not going to do this again. You know, that, mm. that, that, that might be, uh, that it might be a one-off, uh, for that reason. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. You, you know, I mean, I, because I do think it is something that, that, that does provide some, some late season interest. Obviously, you've had a lot of complaints about it, but look, I think there's been a lot to complain about this season in general, just it's been a, such a difficult season. So many injuries, uh, you know, the, the league packed the schedule way too tight. Uh, COVID has been uh, a real problem for so many teams. There's been so much negativity around it that I think, like, a lot of people are taking the playing tournament and pointing to that and saying, oh, this is terrible. Well, what they mean is just that the whole year is right. terrible. Uh, but but kind of like the play-in tournament is, is taking all the flack for it. Uh, and I, I'm afraid that that's something that, uh, you know, that, that might end the play-in tournament uh, uh, after one year. We'll see. But, um, uh, but yeah, you know, I think it's not a bad idea to have that this many teams involved and, uh, and to keep the interest as long as you can. You know, back to the playoffs in a second. Just want to because there's a local interest in the in the rookie of the year uh, in the NBA. Edwards with Minnesota was unbelievable. Ball seemingly was the favorite, but Tyrese Halliburton, Iowa State kid, where did he go? Twelfth overall, fourteenth, yeah. late in the late in the lottery. Uh, he, he gets picked by by Sacramento, and what an incredible year he had. Who is the rookie of the year in your mind? Is it Edwards, the number one overall pick? Because boy, he sure finished the strongest of that trio. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think it is, you know, look, I think LaMelo Ball is the best player, um, and, and you can certainly make the case for him in a shortened season. Uh, but, you know, I just, he just didn't play enough games right. for me. You know, I mean, it just, it just, it just wasn't able to, uh, uh, to stay out there long enough. So, uh, I, I, I wouldn't have him, uh, you know, at, at the top of the list. So I think it winds up being Edwards almost by default. Uh, did play very, very well down the stretch. Uh, but, you know, I, yeah, I'd have Halliburton uh, certainly number three, uh, probably number two ahead of Ball just because of the game's play thing. Um, you know, I think, uh, look, I think he's been fantastic on both ends of the floor. And, and you know, people don't take that into account enough when we do these uh uh, when we do these uh, uh, these awards, but he's been you know fantastic defensively on a team that's really terrible defensively. Uh, so yeah, you know I I I thought on draft night that a lot of teams made mistakes by letting him slide as far as they did. 
Um, and, uh, and, and he's proven me right on that one. So, Sean, we're in a very casual NBA market. There's hardcore people here, the Brent Blooms of the world, but not a whole lot. This is normally the time that people are starting to starting to get into the NBA a lot more in our market. I think most everybody, the Wizards, Bradley Beal, of course, Russell Westbrook, Tatum and Brown with the Celtics. But game one, Hornets, Pacers, fill me in because, I'll be honest, I don't know if I saw a minute of either of these teams no. this year. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the Pacers have had a rough year. Uh, they don't like their coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's basically, he's yeah, he's probably going to get fired uh, uh, at the end of the year. So they're a team that's kind of punched out already. Charlotte, you know, really, look, at 100% when healthy, Terry Rozier's had a fantastic year uh, playing alongside LaMelo Ball. Uh, you've got Ball back. You know, Gordon Hayward's been in and out of the lineup. He's had injuries. But uh, you know, Charlotte's got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, I can I can confess to watching Charlotte only when I absolutely had to in past years. This is the first year where I've really been like, oh, the Hornets are playing. Let me watch. I want to see, you know, because they're a much more interesting, much more exciting team. I'd be really surprised if the Pacers won uh, just because, like I said, they, they, they've kind of already punched out on this season. Uh, we'll get the Lakers in Golden State tomorrow. Sean, can you make the case that everything that uh, uh, Curry's done thus far in his career, that this that this year stacks up against, look, there's not going to be the championship in all likelihood. That's a pretty tough hill to climb. But for what he did, leading his team, a depleted team, might this be his best year in the league? Yeah, I mean, you know, this has not been – anything like the roster that they were expecting to have. Uh, even the guys that they have disappointed. Uh, you know, Draymond Green has had a terrible year. You know, he's really not looked like the same guy uh, this whole season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has actually been okay. He's been pretty good. But Kelly Oubre was a disaster. Uh, James Wiseman, the number two pick, was a disaster and then got hurt. Uh, you know, so they've had they've had a pretty pretty long series of disasters on the roster, of course, starting with Clay Thompson uh, being out for the year. Uh, with, with his injury. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it's been a disaster of a season uh, for Golden State, except that Steph carried them. He absolutely carried them to 39 wins. Uh, and the fact that he did that uh, is, is, is just about as impressive as, as them winning, winning 73 wins, uh, getting those 73 wins uh, uh, in 2016. So, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you've got to give him a lot of credit. He's really had to carry a team that, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that would be, uh, no doubt, uh, among the three, four worst teams in the league uh, if he wasn't there. Sean, who's your favorite coming out of the East? The one seed is the Sixers, the two seed the Nets. Miami was the team that made it a year ago. Milwaukee, they've had a lot of uh, issues come playoff time in the recent history here. Who's your favorite coming out of the East? Yeah, you know, a lot of good stories. Um, I think the Nets, you have to have them as the favorite just because of the firepower with Durant, Harden, uh, and Kyrie Irving. I mean, what a, what a trio that is. They have played something like eight games together uh, since the, since January 15th when, when Harden was traded from, from Houston. Uh, so, you know, they're still very much learning each other. Uh, and, and that's going to be the interesting experiment is whether they can learn each other during the playoffs uh, and still win. Uh, so, so you know, I think that that's going to be a, a really fascinating team to watch. I'd have them as the favorites. Uh, Philadelphia is right there with them, though. Philadelphia is very talented, and Philadelphia can hit the net in their weak spots because they've got Joel Embiid. Uh, the, the, the Nets can't really guard the middle. They don't have much 
uh, in terms of size. And when you've got Joel Embiid, then you've got the best big man in the league. So Philadelphia can really take advantage of Brooklyn. So, you know, Brooklyn is definitely the favorite. Uh, Philadelphia is right. I think that's going to be a fantastic series, assuming it comes to fruition. Uh, you know, the Bucks have been interesting to watch all year. What they've done, of course, they've got Giannis and Tetsukupo, and they have the, uh, the, the sort of the albatross of the past playoff failure. So those are definitely yeah. the three teams that are that are possibly going to come out of the East. But I'd say definitely Brooklyn first, Philadelphia right behind them, and then Milwaukee sort of a distant third. Can, can you make the case that maybe the Knicks were the biggest surprise or one of the bigger surprises in the NBA this year? I mean, the Knicks back in the playoffs, right, with the four seed that some of these young guys, RJ, etc. a big, big year. What about the Knicks? Big surprise to you, Sean? The biggest surprise, no question. I, you know, I thought they'd be a better team. Tom Thibodeau is very good at coming into a, a situation and, and, and figuring out uh, how to organize a team uh, to get the most out of everybody. He, he does that well. Uh, that's been his history in Chicago. That was his history in Minnesota. Uh, and, and he's done it again in, 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 in New York. I think what wasn't expected is a huge leap that they got uh, from from Julius Randle, uh, you know, who was a, a pretty good player, you know, a decent decent player, uh, and became a star this year. Uh, R.J. Barrett's taken a big step forward as well. He deserves some credit for for where the Knicks are, but you know, it, it's got to start with the coach because he really did a good job of getting this team to be a, a strong defensive team, and like I said, just getting them organized, a group that. That, that was so scattered for so many years. A uh, lot of credit to Thibodeau. So, yeah, they're the four seed and, and uh, uh, well-earned, uh, but, uh, you know, not not quite on the same level uh, as the top three teams in the East. Sean Devaney joining us. Final thing for me, Sean, our NBA insider. Laker and the LeBrons, or LeBron and the Lakers, depending on what your vantage point is. And some fans, it might be uh, the one that has LeBron at the front of it. Where he is injury-wise here, and still the team that's the betting favorite, and not even officially in the playoffs yet. Crazy, right? I mean, they're the favorite, and, and they might not actually make it to round one. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, look, LeBron came back. Uh, a couple weeks ago, from the high ankle sprain, and looked terrible. And and you know it 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 wasn't healed. It wasn't healthy. Uh, so he shut it down until the last two regular season games. Came back and scored forty nine points in those two games. Very efficient. Shot fifty percent in both of the games. So uh, kind of looked like LeBron again. And and I think that's what everybody wanted to see. Uh, you know, is this going to be an injury that's that's going to uh, carry over into uh, uh, into the playoffs, or is it really behind him? I think those two games really did show that it's behind him. Now, that team has a lot to work out because Anthony Davis is coming off an injury as well. He's still trying to figure out how to play with, with the guy they signed, Andre Drummond. They signed another guy, Ben McLemore, um, he, you know, the, the Kansas star who, uh, you know, is just, mm-hmm. just really not been much of an impact player in the NBA, but, but they've got him now. You know, these are all guys that they've been adding and have not played with LeBron James or Anthony Davis. They're going to be figuring, much like the Nets and East, they're going to be figuring this all out on the fly. So, uh, a lot to watch there. No question. A lot of moving parts, uh, for the Lakers. Uh, you've got a healthy LeBron and you've got a healthy Anthony Davis. It's hard to beat them. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but, but still a lot of issues for them to work out. Uh, you went three deep in the East. You just mentioned the Lakers, and they are the betting favorite. What about the other teams at the top? Jazz, Suns, Nuggets. I guess you got to throw the Clippers in. Well, maybe even got them further. The West, is it more wide open, certainly, than the East? How deep do you have to go? Yeah, you know, it depends on the Lakers. You know, we'll see how good the Lakers, because the Lakers could, 
uh, you know, dominate this thing start to finish. There's no question that that if both of those guys are healthy, they could they could sort of steamroll through this. Uh, I'm not a big believer in the Jazz and the Suns. Not a lot of playoff experience mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, two teams that uh, um, you know were very healthy throughout the regular season. I think they use that to their advantage as far as building the records that they have. Uh, but you know, the fact that they avoided COVID and 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 that they uh, that they didn't have any major injuries that doesn't matter in the playoffs. You know, that's not going to that's that's not going to carry you through uh, when you get to the postseason. So, uh, you know, I think that you've got the you, Lakers are the team that's going to be the favorite in the West. I think the Clippers are right there with them. You know, I mean, they've they've had sort of an up and down season. We know what they did last year, blowing the three one lead to the Nuggets. Uh, but uh, but talent wise, uh, you know, that roster is still pretty fearsome, and uh, and so I'd have them right there uh, with the Lakers. The Nuggets have been very very good, even after Jamal Murray got hurt. I'd probably have them number three. Did I see that the playoffs could last until the third week in July? Is that right? That's right. Jeez. Yeah, I, it's 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 you know, and for a seventy-two game season, for a shortened season, <laughs> right. it's been a very long season, <laughs> and it's going to get longer. Right. So, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> Indeed, Sean. Thanks for doing this for us. We hope that you can find some time for us a couple of times in the next couple of months. Thank you, Sean Devaney. Appreciate you coming on. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it, Sean Devaney, Forbes, and uh, Heavy dot com. Uh, where he covers the NBA and has for a long time. We appreciate uh, him coming on July the 22nd. And then you have the Olympics. Well, maybe. Maybe? I think. I mean, you're starting to hear some uh, boycotts. Um, and I don't know what COVID's like over there. Uh, yeah, they're going to do everything they possibly can to get this thing. College football media days will be underway when the NBA is crowning their champion, potentially. Which I have no problem Nor with. do I. Nor do Push I. Push this thing back. Yeah. Give us something other than just baseball to talk about in July. What's well, here? We, yeah. We've got it. It's the NBA, it's the NHL, mm-hmm. and it's baseball, and it's college football, and it's Phil Steele in front of us. And I like this schedule even more. I, I do, too. There's There was a couple of good things that came out of this. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. <laughs> I'd go back to normal if we didn't have to go through this. Everybody would. We will take a timeout. By the way, I think there's still time to enter the 10 o'clock keyword. If you missed it, it's trip. Trip. Uh, that was the keyword of com. Did we have a winner last week? Not us, but the station? Yes. We did. I, mm, maybe. Okay. I don't know. My well, we, still there's still mush. time for you to win. KXNO.com. Trip. Was Another one in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Do with the extra bread in your wallet. Yeah, Dwyer and Hervino. Hervino will left foot it. And goal! Hervino with the in swing with the left foot. And it was Aji coming in on the far post to pick up the ball that was nodded across there it was the play of the day brought to you by cisn dar danielson on the call with justin verster as the menace picked up the win on saturday 5-1 win there ciml uh, soccer excuse me coming up your way this evening you can catch on cisn.tv boys soccer dowling at ankeny centennial Girls Soccer, Ankeny Centennial at Dowling Catholic. 7.30 start for both of those. And then Friday, Urbandale's at Centennial. 7.30 starts, all of them on CISN. All right, Trent Condon. So you just, uh, during the break, gave um, put out some information, at least to me, and mm-hmm. I can't find it. Uh, the call, ESPN has just released their 
Kickoff times for what? Uh, basically, the first weekend of the season and a few other primetime games that will be on ESPN or ABC over the course of the season. The biggest ones, though, is week one, Labor Day weekend. Uh-huh. Your 2.30 ABC matchup on September 4th, Alabama against Miami. Okay. How about this? Night game, September 4th. Okay. Georgia Clemson. Sign me up. Then we so have. So then we go to Sunday, right? We do we have, have a Sunday, Sunday game this we year? We do. Good. Notre Dame, Florida State. Wow. Okay. It's working so far. Take me to Monday night, 7 o'clock. Get Louisville against mm. Ole Miss and Lane All right. Kiffin. All right. The Lane Train. A little bit better than last year's. What was it? Navy? Uh, didn't BYU play BYU, on BYU Navy? Could have been, yes, I think it was. And Navy hadn't worked on tackling right. That's right. because of the restrictions that they had, yes. and oh it showed. Wow, I forgot all about that. Boy, that's a pretty shiny slate. So just week one's games have been and just kind of the marquee games? Uh, some primetime games, September 11th, the Cyhawk week. Mm-hmm. Uh, ABC will have Washington at Michigan. So ABC picked that up. So the late window on Fox is still open. It is, if they want to go counter or is it mid-afternoon. There's a lot of directions that could still go. Yes, indeed. Well, they're starting to trickle out, folks. That means that we are inching our way to Labor Day weekend. Love that. Indeed. Don't want the summer to go to um, just pass us by. But. Or do I? (laughs) Um, Hour number two coming up. Michael Swain on Iowa State. And then Vinny Iyer on the NFL. We take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.